Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thanking you as always for clicking on the podcast. It really is super appreciated, as I say. Anyone that checks out, shares it, passes it along, it just yeah means the absolute world. And of course, I also love hearing from you guys. Once a podcast is aired, having a bit of a chit-chat, chinwag about my thoughts, your thoughts on the film of topic. And this week, or in this episode I should say, we're going to be talking about Jurassic World Dominion, the final chapter in what is not only the Jurassic World trilogy, but also the Jurassic Saga. So, expecting kind of, to be honest with you, as I said before on my Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World's revisiting podcast, I wasn't too sure what to expect from it other than dinosaurs and man coexisting. Had a little bit of reservations towards that, as I stated before, that this idea of that being the whole premise of the film had me just a little bit worried because I was never too fussed about the whole San Diego T-Rex outbreak in The Lost World. As much as I think The Lost World is a cracking sequel, that last 20 minutes or so when that happens, I, I don't know, it just adds nothing to the film for me except this 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 great spectacle of a T-Rex just running riot around, you know, around San Diego kind of thing. So I guess on that front, as I say, I was not really... Yeah, I was looking forward to it because it's a Jurassic film. Like Jurassic Park, you know, let's let's look back. It starts in nineteen ninety three, changed the face of cinema. You know what I mean? Like Spielberg was not, just did something remarkable. You know, it was absolutely incredible what they did with the technology at the time and and everything like that. And now we're at a point where it's like I say, it's very meta in the sense that like you know you look back at what Claire Bryce Dallas Howard's Claire says in Jurassic World that no one's fussed about seeing the dinosaur anymore. It's it's not that we're not fussed. It's just that. The technology has progressed so much, it's like, what can they do next and where can we go with it? I've got to say that Dominion is not at all what I was expecting the the, the franchise to, to go down story-wise, especially on the back of Fallen Kingdom, which already had a few questionable choices, should we say, in terms of storyline. I think Dominion is one big questionable storyline. I am going to try and stick to positives to start with because... There's, well, I have, as any fan of any franchise, I don't want to be that guy on the internet who's like, oh, like, I just, there's there's things that I was not, more so not fussed about with Dominion than anything else. And, and it's, it pains me to say in a way, listeners, that this is easily my least favourite Jurassic film in the entire saga. And it's a, it's a crying shame because it's the last one. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's the last Jurassic, allegedly the last Jurassic film. It should be, it should be brilliant. It just, just, they should have just stripped it back, kept it as simple as they could. But no, they decided to go down this whole really complex storyline uh, over stuffing the audience as well. And for me as a fan, I say I, I really just, it, it was just a shame, basically. Very disappointing. And uh, we're going to go over that on this uh, on this episode, on this podcast. So thank you ever so much, as always, for clicking on, as I usually say. Uh, the podcast is available on Apple, Spotify and Google Podcasts, as to rss.com and all that jazz. Basically, wherever you get your podcast podcasts from, sorry, they will be there. And also jump onto Facebook and give us a like and a follow on there. Um, yeah, just search Joe Blogs About Films, see what's going off with the podcast as I upload. So here we go then. Jurassic World Dominion is set four years after Fallen Kingdom. Spoilers for Fallen Kingdom, but basically dinosaurs were let loose from the mansion, from the Lockwood Mansion, and now they are living among us. And I've got to say that, like, as, as I stated before, I was very, very cautious of that idea, that concept, and I, I didn't want it to be, like I said, the Lost World ending times two and a half hours kind of thing. And I... I didn't have anything to worry about because we only saw like half an hour of something. You know, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Dinosaurs are are around the world and such, but we didn't get to see that kind of struggle of man and dinosaur trying to, you know, be the apex predator of Earth or anything like that. It was literally, you get to see them for the first twenty minutes or so, and then it's straight back to business. You know, we're in another set of laboratory this time, being biosyn. That's the opposite of InGen. The, uh, the this this genetics company 
and I feel that this is where the film took uh yeah took a bit of a dip but i don't want to stick i don't want to come straight with negatives i want to start talking about some positives so let's get the synopsis and let's talk about some positives so ex-jurassic world workers owen grady and claire deering search for their adopted clone daughter Maisie and velociraptor blue's baby both kidnapped by poachers plying the illegal dinosaur trade meanwhile paleobotanist ellie sattler recruits old friend alan grant to infiltrate the shady goings-on at genetics company biosyn now to start off with a positive it's fantastic to see the original the original cast back together again. The old band are back together again. It's kind of like one of those reunion tours where you know you're just going to go to it regardless. It was so splendid to watch, you know. The, 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 the Nothing, it's almost like no time had passed. Like, you, they fell right back into it. I didn't, you know, sometimes when actors leave, leave it so long before they, they play that role again, you know, they may say themselves, it's very difficult to try and get back into that, you know, characteristic and that mindset of the character. But I feel that Sam Neill, um, Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum, just fell right back into that, that role again. And I thought they were great. Jeff Goldblum obviously has got his classic Ian Malcolm lines. There's some great one-liners in there. There's just some, some nice sprinkle of humour that he brings to the Jurassic saga. And Sam Neill, it was just really nice to see him because the last time we saw Sam Neill was in Jurassic Part 3. And like I stated before, that's that, well, until now, was my least favourite of the franchise. However... I, if it's one of those things that always happens, doesn't it? When when a film in a in a saga that you're such a fan of is a little bit underwhelming, it makes you appreciate all the other ones. And this is it. Like I say, I would I think I would rather watch the likes of Jurassic Part Three and Fallen Kingdom than be in a rush to watch Dominion again. And I'm trying to stay positive, as I say. And these are positive points. So let's come back to that in a second. But that's that's my overall consensus of this film. I feel that there are some absolutely amazing shots and cinematography in this film from from Colin Trevorrow. It's it's a bizarre one, really, because if you'd have told me that Colin Trevorrow had directed this and Jurassic World, the first one, I'd have been like, are you, what are you lying for? You know what I mean? Like, I genuinely I genuinely wouldn't have believed you because they, they feel like two completely different stories, feel like two different directors altogether because it's it's so different. I mean, like I said, that the scope of this film is massive and that's the other thing is that we get to see some excellent set pieces. It, it's, it's nice bringing all these characters together. You've got Chris Pratt and your, your Bryce Eyes Howards, you know, along with the original the original cast. But... Um, I just I felt like, like say overall it's not 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 the best film, but in terms of a cinematography aspect, there are some amazing amazing shots and sequences in this film, and the use of lighting as well, or, or in, in 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 the sense of bringing the intensity through, especially when we're on the Biosyn's HQ, should we say, when there's a lot of shenanigans with dinosaurs going off in there, we get to see some really really that kind of spooky moments where they're in that like dark corridors in caves. All of that, it was really great. Well, it kind of brings me very nicely in terms of the cinematography aspect to, to talk about probably my favourite scene of the entire sequence of the entire film, sorry. And this is a sequence that I was a little bit unsure of from the trailers, but the Malta Raptor chase scene, core blimey, like that was really entertaining. Like surprisingly as well, because as I stated, I, I, from the trailers, I was a little bit like, I'm not sure how this is going to go. It looks like it's just going to be a bit too much. It was too much, but in a way that I wasn't expecting to, and that was from this very very overstuffed storyline with well, there's two storylines obviously which i will come to in a second but let's just talk about this positive for a second because like i say the way they shot the the atroci uh, raptor sequence in malta and i think i'm pronouncing that correctly was just staggering like there's a real great like wide you know wide shot where the camera's just tracking chris pratt on his on his uh, on his motorcycle you've seen a segment from it when he kind of comes around a corner and there's those two massive allosauruses just walking through the town he's on his motorbike you've got the atroci raptors right behind him and they're falling all over each other just to take him down, it, it was a really great long take, you know, that this whole, like, wide shot of that. I thought that was really cool and really... It didn't did make you feel like you were you were part of that sequence, like you were up close and personal with these dinosaurs. And they do try to utilise that an awful lot in this film because 
The other positive that I've got to say about this is, my gosh, there is a lot of dinosaurs in this film. Like, that's all I want, really. That's all I wanted from this film. I didn't want some really blown-out, drawn story about locusts and clone children and this, that, and the other. All I wanted to see was just dinosaurs and man trying to coexist, which is why it's a little bit of a shame that they did, they couldn't replicate the same heights, I should say, of the Battle of the Big Rock short film they released, 2019, I think it was. That's the kind of Jurassic World Dominion film I was expecting, this kind of struggle of how are we going to exist with these with these massive these, these dinosaur beings that genuinely, like I say, it's everywhere it's essentially a threat. I like what they did in this in the idea that Trevorrow said that he wanted to make it so that it was believable in the sense that this is how it would this is how it would go, this is how it would be, should we have to coexist with these creatures? And it's the same level of how we coexist with animals, like actual animals, you know, you, you, you out in the world or whatever, you know, they want to kind of replicate that. It's just that we didn't see enough of it. And this is coming from someone, like I say, I know it's probably sounding really hypocritical that I was sat there earlier saying I was really worried about this whole going across the world or even just showing that, showcasing that in a film. But they bogged the storyline so down. They, they, they really pushed itself into a corner with this Biosyn storyline that I don't even feel like it need, that necessarily needs to be there. Definitely one of those storylines didn't need to be there, which I'll come to in a second. But we only see about 20 minutes of... The, the opening 20 minutes, don't get me wrong, I think we're really insane enough. We've got to see some great dino-human action. Uh, I say action, just sequences, sorry, where we just see that struggle and that tussle of how we are coexisting. It's not going brilliantly, but it's not going terribly at the same time, I would say. It looks like it's, uh, you know, a balance and biosyn. The genetics company there, they're trying to not, not experiment directly on animals, but learn from the dinosaurs to then help cure diseases in the world, such as cancer, etc., which, again... I don't mind that concept as well. The problem is when you've got such a stupidly cartoony villain in Dodgson, um, again, which I'll come to a very... Well, I'll come to whenever. I say this podcast is going to go here, there, and everywhere. It just really took me out of the film, basically. Like, the Dodgson character really took me out of it because this is the same Dodgson that we've had in Jurassic Park 1, um, the the chap who sent Nedry to go and collect the dinosaur, dinosaur DNA to then bring back so they could obviously steal, steal it, obviously. Um... Biosyn is not mentioned in that film at all. So the other thing that I think, I don't know if it, it's a long film, so I may have missed this, but did they establish when Biosyn or how long Biosyn had been going for? Because the event, obviously they're not mentioned in any film whatsoever up until this point, which is frustrating. I hate when they do that. It's like I have my, my problems with Lockwood in, in the in the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom film is that they shoehorn this character in that allegedly helped create Jurassic Park alongside John Hammond, which no mention of him until the fifth film. I'm not going to buy that, sorry. Same thing with, with same thing in Dominion with with Biosyn. Granted, yeah, it, it's a company that I've wanted to see in a Jurassic film for so long because they are they're in the book, this and that. But there's, I just felt like it was like boof, Biosyn are here. This is where the film's going to take place. Their HQ is here in Italy. It's another Jurassic Park, but it's not a Jurassic Park. That's where all the characters are going to go to. I just I just didn't like it and said I don't know what this weird trait was that they went for with Dodgson um, of having him snacking all the time. Why? Like, and there's no real explanation to it either. It's not like he was chewing gum or anything like that. It was literally just constantly eating snacks. There's a line when he asks uh, Mamudu Athi's character, Ramsey Cole, he asks him if he's got a chocolate bar or something so we can eat. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't. I was like, what is this bringing? Campbell Scott plays Lewis Dodson in this in this, uh, in this this film, say not the original Dodson um, from Jurassic Park, obviously. But I don't know, Like I just feel a little bit like... What was what was the point of this villain? It was just a really cartoony villain. There's too many of these in, in these kind of films. And the problem is, is that when they've been focusing so much on other elements of the story, you do feel like everything else has kind of been sidelined. You know, take B.D. Wong's Henry Wu, for example. I thought they were going to go down a route of him being some kind of like weird mad scientist on the back of Jurassic World. He created the Indoraptor. He created the Indominus Rex. 
what else could they possibly do with him in this? He's created some locusts that are destroying the ecosystem or whatever. And I just, that storyline itself is completely unnecessary. There's a lot of unnecessary storylines that we've seen in Jurassic Park films, but for me, the locust one takes the absolute biscuit. I, I, I don't, I say it's, it's another one of those kind of extra problems of having dinosaurs coexist, but at the same time, it's not like they've caused these locusts to come alive by us and have created them. So just take that out of the equation. We don't even need any of that whatsoever. It was just another weird plot point to get all the what, the original cast together, you know, but we could have used something else for that. Laura Dern is easily the best character out of the originals as well, just putting that out there. I thought she was really great. Her and Bryce Dallas Howard, again, on screen, they get a lot of screen time as well, which I was really happy for, because I think that both of them have, have been uh, well, oh, standouts in the Jurassic saga. Bryce Dallas Howard's Claire Deering and Chris Pratt, they're now secluded away in the mountains living with Maisie, um, who's played by Isabella Sermon, Maisie Lockwood. And again, talk about other storylines that I really don't care about. Like I say, the whole human clone aspect of it was something that I didn't care about at all in Fallen Kingdom. So when you've got a full storyline about Biosyn trying to home in on that, it just, again, completely takes me out of it. I was just like, I just don't, I'm not, I'm not interested in this whatsoever. But then flips it on his head even more so. And again, this is spoiler-free. I will speak about spoilers a little bit later. But they retconned that big time. And I'm not too sure why. They could have left it as it was. It was already kind of like, okay, well, that's a stretch in Fallen Kingdom. But this one, even further, you're like, why? Why? We'll come to that again when I get to more, uh, more to spoiler territory. But again, massive negatives, as I say, because I didn't like I didn't like the story at all for this film. I didn't like what they were going for. As I say, you got these poachers. It's, it was it was great to see this whole black market aspect of it, and you know the the side of where things were leading to at the end of Fallen Kingdom, when obviously they were they were auctioning off these dinosaurs. Now it's a case that people own dinosaurs are selling them left, right, and centre. In, in as I say the scene in Mal the sequence in Malta. It was amazing. Like I say, it was really, really entertaining enough. It was one of those where if you just switch your brain off, like I say, you, you just enjoyed it. If you don't try to think of certain elements of it kind of thing, like you're thinking, how has Bryce Dallas Howard not, you know, her character's not been killed off yet? She's like face-to-face -face with an atrocious raptor. How is this, uh, how is this, uh, how she survived, basically? With that, though, comes obviously another slight negative for me is that um, I believe it's Deshen Lachman, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, her character, Soyona Santos, She's within the multi sequence, and they've kind of utilized what they did with the Indoraptor in the whole kind of laser pad element. And if you point it somewhere, they'll attack. Oh, it was just, yeah, again, it, it was a weak moment or a weak character involved in a pretty great set piece and sequence because I thought that it was uh, it was great. But if you just took that out of it, I'd, this is the thing they had so many ideas within this film that I, I'm not sure. They kind of just threw it and they made some choices that I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't have gone with it. I mean, I, ooh, what am I to say? I'm just a guy with a podcast who just loves Jurassic films. But this is the thing. I'm not sat here going, they owe me so much more, man. Like, this franchise. It's like, yeah, I love the franchise, as does everyone else. I'm still going to buy this film for the collection because I've got all five, so I'm going to have to get the sixth one, obviously. But I don't feel like in any way, like, this is absolute trash. Like, I know the reviews are pretty terrible. It's not a terrible film. It's just a pretty bang average one, you know what I mean? Like, they could have gone with so much more with it, especially on the scope of, you know, Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, and Sam Neill back alongside the, you know, the Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard characters. They could have done something far superior, like, especially... Especially when you look at Jurassic World as a, as a trilogy, uh, in the sense that, that one of their main characters as well is Blue, the Velociraptor. Sidelined. Dominion? Don't care. Yep, she's had a kid. Brilliant. That's it. Dominion, for me, Jurassic World, it was always like Chris Pratt and Blue's story in a way. Like, you know, that this whole relationship that's blossomed over the course of two films, you know. We see him training her in the first one. We see her going to save her in the second one. And then in the third one, it's just, okay, Grant has to go save her 
child, but why isn't blue? Why wasn't it just that the 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 Biosyn wanted blue? Why does it have to be a locust and be about Maisie and her clone? And obviously the fact, obviously that blue has now given birth to a rather lovely looking mini Velociraptor. I think it's Delta. Is it? Is that what it's called? Um, fantastic for merchandise. Don't get me wrong. That will be selling and 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 doing wonders in the uh, in the toy section. You know what I mean? But like. I didn't understand why it was about locusts. It was it was all to do with locusts in this film, and it just didn't do anything for me at all. It was a it was a real shame because I feel like they said that they've they started off with a tremendous idea. So Jurassic World One was 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 really great for me. Like I really did enjoy it. Jurassic World Two, very hit and miss. But this is um, this isn't this isn't um, what I was at all expecting. And and just speaking about the action sequences in in Jurassic Park films, like I said, we've been talking about the multi sequence. I was a bit worried because they were comparing it to James Bond and James Bond and stuff like that. Jason Bond, sorry, and James Bond. And I was like, I, I, that's not what I wanted in Jurassic film. Because I'll take it because it was really entertaining enough. But when you look at the original Jurassic Park, it wasn't like constantly action set, set pieces or anything like that. It was intensity, horror, mishmash of genres together that worked superbly well. And we've reached a point now where we're like, well, we're running out of ideas. Let's just do this, this and this. Like I said, I can take the action, but I want to feel that intensity because the thing is, as well as when you're watching this film, you don't feel worried or scared at all about any of these characters. There is a huge cast. You know, you've got new members in there as well, like Dewanda Wise as Kayla Watts, who is great. I've already mentioned Mahmoud Athi as well. You know, Omar Sy's back from, from Jurassic World 1 as well. And I just feel that there's so many characters that have already added in top of the legacy cast and the new cast. I can't understand how not any one of them snuffed it and i'm not saying i want a legacy character to go or anything like that or they have to follow that trope or anything but i didn't feel at all worried like say the malta sequence when chris pratt's being chased by velociraptors i don't uh, by atroci raptors sorry didn't think he was going to get eaten claire deering with the therizinosaurus i think i'm pronouncing that, that, that all right um again you know she's in the woods great sequence like i said don't get me wrong with that that when they when it's creeping up on her she slides down into that into the uh into that little uh, river or whatever that you've seen in the trailer again it's very intense but i didn't think she was going to i didn't think anything bad was going to happen of it it's the same for the original cast There's not any moments you know even when sam neil and and Maisie and co and laura dern sorry as well uh, a face off the Demetrodon, which my God, hallelujah, we've got a Demetrodon in Jurassic Park. It's been a while, hasn't it? Finally, we've got one. I didn't think anything bad was going to happen. You know, I didn't think anything. And that's the thing. It, there was no concern for the characters whatsoever. So anyways, before I start going on to any more nitpicky negatives, and I probably will do in the spoiler section as well, uh, the other main positive for me is, like I said, the dinosaurs looked great. For the most part, the dinosaurs looked absolutely amazing. And as I've stated, massive tick for the amount of dinosaurs that are in this film. God blame When you've seen it, just go on the internet and just look up the list of dinosaurs that are in this. It's just endless. It's just staggering. But I thought that the CGI looked really great. It, well, for the most part, it looked great. There were some moments when I was like, that looks bad. What happened there then? Um, a couple of sequences right towards the start as well. I think it's either Blue or one of the Atrocity Raptors. You're like, whoa, whoa. That didn't look great, but still, for the most part, they've done wonders with the CGI, as to as well the animatronics dinosaurs, because there's a lot of them in this film as well. There's a lot of animatronics. Not only is there Giganotosaurus, uh, you know, animatronic for the most part, but you know, you get the Dilophosaurus back in this, I say, which was wonderful for me, one of my favorite dinosaurs to see back. I thought that, yeah, the dinosaurs for the most part looked great, and there were so many of them as well. While we're talking about the Giga, just another waste of a dinosaur really it was in about four scenes it was built up to be this like huge big bad of the franchise and it was like well what was the point like the spinosaurus was more terrifying and more had more screen time than the giganotosaurus like i don't understand how 
how they why they even did that and this is the thing i think sometimes just focus on the dinosaurs that you've got it doesn't have to keep making new ones to come into this franchise like i say the giga is literally in this film for about four scenes he was more menacing in that prelogue prologue sorry that they did for jurassic world that came out at the start of the year i can't understand as well why that wasn't the start of this film if you've not seen it listeners go watch it. it's about five minutes on youtube uh, it's, it shows you from the cretaceous period the dinosaurs living and doing what they do to then present day when we now live among where dinosaurs live amongst us and there's a t-rex roaming riot around a driving cinema i don't understand how this film was how that wasn't the start of this film and it really annoyed me because the start of this film begins with an absolute huge amount of exposition dump this news reporter comes on she may as well well she does obviously talk to the camera because she's a news reporter but regurgitates the whole plot explains what's going on why why dinosaurs are now around the world this that, and the other what's happened in lockwood manor like why why are we doing this i mean i know from a from a creating standpoint, they're thinking, hmm, not everyone is going to watch Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom or Jurassic World, maybe, because they just want to come and watch Dominion because we've got Alan Grant, Ellie Sattler and Ian Malcolm back. So let's tell them everything that they need to know in build-up. They may as well have just said, previously on Jurassic World, and that would have been, it would just come straight in with that. It really annoyed me because I was like, there's no need for it. We should have started with just just throw throw us in the deep end almost or just just create that world that we have yeah we do get a fantastic mosasaurus sequence at the start you've seen it in the trailer to do with the 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 fishing ship amazing really great and this is the thing the first 20 minutes i was all for it and then it just it just went too far with the locust storyline with the Maisie storyline having these characters bogged down and say on the biosyn hq which is just another jurassic park this is it let's be honest it just didn't work for me at all in the slightest. Say it was it, there's some great sequences, some great moments to say, some great lines and such. But yeah, it's just overall pretty underwhelming as a as a Jurassic film for me. Anyways, like I, don't get me wrong, I think it's it's one of those where I'm I'm gonna watch it over the years, and there'll be moments I still pick up. Like okay, that wasn't too bad. Like I said, the final the final showdown, should we say, the homages and and the nods and all those little ticks to the original Jurassic Park and stuff, all winners in my eyes. Don't get me wrong, but. It, I can't take away from that. I can't leave watching this film and not think, by God, that story was overstuffed and ridiculous. I just didn't see the need for it whatsoever when we've already established where we've come from in Jurassic World and, and Fallen Kingdom. To get to this now, it just felt really strange. It was like it, it like opened up more questions than it did answer any. Not that I was expecting them to sit me down and be like, right, so do do do. This is the conclusion. It's just that I didn't feel I didn't feel like it was a, a brilliant conclusion to the Jurassic the Jurassic World or Jurassic Park saga, should we say. Maybe it's meta because they do they do say about the whole you know we've got to learn to live with these animals and to respect them this that and the other and it's the same with anything out there you know animals don't belong in cages they should be out in the wild as such and I get that aspect of it and I appreciate what they were going for with that however it took us a long time to get to that because Dominion like I say focuses solely on Maisie Lockwood's storyline on this bloody locust storyline that. I think that it just hinders the film massively, massively hinders it. So it's a very, it's a massive disappointment in my eyes anyway. It's a big disappointment. So out of 10, this film for me is going to be a six. And even that, people might be thinking, wow, that's, that, that could be, that's probably higher than what you're expecting. I think because I can't, I can't dock too much down on this film purely because of the original cast in this film. The story that I think I, I gave Jurassic World like an eight or an eight and or something like that and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom 6.5. This is, like I said, my least favourite, so it's going to be a six. Um, if you've seen it, do get in touch to say because I've got so many thoughts now and I know for a fact that once I do finish this podcast, even after I talk about some spoiler sections, that I'll be like, oh God, I didn't, didn't talk about this, this or this. So anyways, out of, out of 10, like I say, it's just going to be a six for me. Um, a big no-no as well um, uh, 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 is uh, the fact that the T-Rex was highly in this film. Like, it's Jurassic Park, for God's sake. Get Rexy and more. Christ alive. So yeah, I'm going to talk about spoilers now, obviously, so if you've not seen the film, don't stick around for it. I'm not going to stick around talking too much about spoilers, but this is where the spoilers are going to come in. Um, 
but again, appreciate you listening. If you want to stick around for it and you've seen the film, please do. If not, turn off as of now. Right, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about spoilers and talk about the whole Major Lockwood situation to start with because I need to get that out of the way. So, like I stated before, in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, it was established that Lockwood was a a co- was, was hand in hand with John Hammond creating Jurassic Park and creating you know in in the Lockwood Manor they created the first clone elephant, I believe it was, or something like that. On then, he then explains, or it comes out, sorry, that Maisie Lockwood is a clone of her mum that passed away tragically. And it was like, oh, it's a big step for Jurassic Park. They've finally gone down that route. They've kind of been toying with ideas to clone humans and dinosaurs, this, that, and the other. But now we're actually reaching, we've done it, you know, they're, they're going to go down that route. Which I was like, I'm not sure on it. I don't necessarily like it, but whatever, we'll see where they go with it. I was not expecting them to go down this route of not only do Biosyn want Maisie to study her and, and, and learn what, what how they did it, Turns out it wasn't even Lockwood that did it in the first place. It was actually Maisie Lockwood's mum who created and cloned her in it herself. And then that's why suddenly Blue can do it as well. The same the same kind of genetics or whatever built into Blue. And that's why Blue's given birth and set on her own as well, like with no no help, should I say. And just didn't like it. I was like, why are you retconning your own stupid decision in the first place? Like, I don't understand why we're still focusing on this whole clone storyline. It was nice to see those kind of like flashbacks and, and seeing Maisie Lockwood's mum stood outside the original gates of Jurassic Park, but it was all needless. It was completely unnecessary. They, they could have been they could have just utilised the fact that she was a clone in the first place. They didn't have to make it even more bloated and more confusing. Or just that whole concept they could have just been like, she's a clone girl. We need her to study her. Like why couldn't they have just left it at that? It didn't have to be the whole like, oh well, we need her because her mum just created her herself. Why but then why would Lockwood just say that he I oh, he just that annoyed me, as I say, I really didn't didn't like it. So this is why, like, Henry Wu's character is so, like, underused, because by the time we see him in this film, he's, he just looks shattered. Like, he looks like... Obviously, that's the characteristic they're going for. He's really run down. But I, I thought they were going to go down some kind of, like... Like, if he was going to be the guy that would have created those... You know, the script, script ideas I was telling you about with the whole dinosaurs and, and mashing them up with man, the human-dino hybrids... If anyone was going to do it, I would say Henry Wu would do that. You know what I mean? Like, they could have done that. And I thought they might have done it in this film for whatever reason. I thought that it was going to get like that towards the end of the film and this, like, raptor man was going to step out or something like that. Not that I wanted to see that, but I still think it would have been a better story than what we got here. But I just did not like this whole Maisie Lockwood clone thing. It took up too much time. and say, all we want to see is dinosaurs and man trying to survive and try to coexist. But this whole thing with Biosyn, it was completely needless and unnecessary. As to with the whole Locust storyline, these Locusts obviously being engineered by Biosyn to go off and tackle other crops that aren't Biosyn's crops and try to have a hand on the whole market front for that and, and keep on top of, you know, the food supply. Problem is, these locusts have just gone, just run riot, and now they're actually causing Earth much more disaster than, than what Biosyn intended to. And it's that thing again of Henry Wu trying to fix that problem. And so in, in, in that, he needs Maisie and Delta. I want to say it was Delta. Little baby Velociraptor. To, to I say, get the same genes from them to create a, a kind of cure for, for this locust situation. Just take this locust storyline out of the bloody film, honestly. Like, I do not understand. They 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 just didn't, like I said, didn't add anything to it. So this crazy, weird idea from a Dodgson character who I just didn't even like Dodgson, which the only good thing I can say about Dodgson is that I did like the way he went out. He does snuff it in the film, obviously. He gets taken down by three Dilophosauruses. So 
that was great. It was nice to see kind of a, a again a, a homage to the first one having Nedry who died at the hands of a, of a Dilophosaurus who was working for Dodgson in the first one. It's come full circle. This time it's Dodgson that's been taken out by them. I did like that. And again, the lightning effect in that sequence was really great. Like I said, the constant flashing of lights and saying the, the steam and stuff in the tunnel. But the, the, when they start spitting the venom at him, all three of them, it's pretty ruthless. You know what I mean? We don't get to see them actually go for him. But that, that upside down shot of the Dilophosaurus just staring down at the camera as it's roaring and it's uh, obviously flailing its neck thing, whatever it's called. I'm so, so terrible. I love dinosaurs, but I can't even think what it's called. But it's neck piece, what she'll say. But yeah, so basically, like I said, the, the Locust storyline was just absolutely unnecessary, as too was the Maisie Lockwood thing. But yeah, I thought it was nice at the end to see, obviously, all the dinosaurs, you know, being able to live in, in perfect harmony with animals and with us as well, obviously. And it felt like this big, grand ending. I did like seeing those shots, you know, the Mosasaurus underwater swimming with obviously like either killer whales or whatever it was. You know, you get to see Rexy with the other two T-Rexes, which has been confirmed. It's the same T-Rexes from East Lasorna. Coming to that in a second, actually, because I was like, we've mentioned East Lasorna. Why Why are we not? Why is that? Anyways, but I thought the ending was pretty great. I said this great grand spectacle of seeing all these dinosaurs running together. It was like I wanted it. It was in a weird way. It was like planet Earth, but with dinosaurs. I know that they're doing... I think on Apple TV there's prehistoric Earth or something like that that started, which looks quite good. I've not seen any of it yet, but I was expecting that. But with like the the original characters, original cast in there, I don't understand why Sam Neill was brought back for the local storyline. Obviously for for Laura Dern, who's been studying Biosyn and thinks that something's going off, and she gets let in by Jeff Goldblum, who's um, obviously who works for Biosyn. Ian Malcolm alongside Mamadou Athi. Mamadou Athi's character Ramsey Cole is the whistleblower of it all. But like, why didn't Sam Neill have to come in because of like a Velociraptor? Um, problem or something or you know like you think about the the baby raptor that's been kidnapped maybe Laura Dern could have caught wind of that and needs help from a velociraptor expert Sam Neill's character it just it was weird it was just like I said they, they I thought the idea of this film was meant to be about dinosaurs coexisting with man and it was just dinosaurs in another park you know what I mean um DeWanda Wise's character as well, Kaylee Watts, she she stole every scene that she was in, let's be honest, thought she was really great as the like pilot that takes them over from Malta to the HQ. That whole sequence, to say, was, was pretty entertaining enough, but it just, the Jurassic doesn't work as like a trotting around the globe kind of thing, does it? You want to keep it stationary, say, on one island. Like I say, we could have just, they could have done all this on Isla Sauna. We know that Nublar's been destroyed, but they mentioned Sauna. I know that they were saying about how... Um, Trevara was saying that he'd not not completely wiped Issa Sauna from the continuity of the saga, but he was like, I'm not really going to directly talk about it. We do get a mention of it, so maybe why can't we have just done the whole Biosyn on Issa Sauna? I think these films do work best when it is just solely on an island for whatever reason. I just think overall they just really overstuffed it, overcomplicated Dominion, and it's just a massive, uh, massive disappointment, really. Um, I'm probably going to leave it there because I could talk on a little bit more, but I'm sure there's going to be things when I do finish off this podcast, I think I've missed talking about that. You know, the last thing I will say is, is that I love the homage to the Jurassic Park logo when T-Rex walks through that, like, it walks across and, and behind the water, water fountain that's in the shape of a circle. That whole sequence at the end with the T-Rex, the Giga, and the Therizinosaurus was 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 great. I say it, it was a great, nice battle at the end, and the way they took the Giga down was pretty entertaining enough. It's just that there wasn't enough Giga in the film at all, and I just felt like Rexy should have been in it much more than that. So we'll leave it there, anyways. But like I say, overall, very disappointing film. I feel that they could have done so much more with the storyline. However, it does have some great moments, like the Malta sequence. I will happily rewatch that again. I'm looking forward to rewatching that again. But I just think they could have just just less is more. You know what I mean? Just strip it back, take out that 
awful locust storyline. Take out the whole clone girl as well and, and them trying to experiment on with that. And just, just they should have stripped it back. As bad as Jurassic Park 3 is in terms of quality, I should say, it's a very straightforward story, very grounded story, I should say. And and it just it, it works a lot better. It's a lot scarier, I'd say, than this. Like you do fear for the characters and them not all making it, whereas in Dominion everyone was safe by the end of it. You were like, okay, everyone's going to survive this. It's absolutely fine. But do let me know if you've seen Jurassic World Dominion and if you want to talk about any more about it. I say I've rambled on quite some time now, but again, all the same, I really appreciate people listening to this podcast. They're my thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion. It's a shame it's gone out on a bit of a bit of a bit of a letdown, but still, I can go back and enjoy the classics all the same. That's what I'm taking from it anyways. Until next time, though, thank you ever so much, as always, for listening. Take care.